Hello, and welcome back to Grab a Drink with Kat Garcia. As always, I am your host, Kat Garcia. Today, we're grabbing a drink with Frank Walker. Frank is employed year-round as a security services supervisor at Wrigley Field and is the host of the Mistaken Identity podcast, the only podcast that dives into the lives of people who make the friendly confines so friendly. Frank and I share an early morning drink and discuss what it's been like back at Wrigley Field at full capacity, uh, what Frank's experience was from the 21 to nothing game that recently happened against the Pirates, and what got Frank started as a Cubs fan. Oh, and of course, more tales from our days working at Wrigley Field. So grab your drink and let's join him. Hey, Frank. Hey, how's it going? Oh my God, it's so great to have you on the pod. Yes, uh, I'm so excited. When I saw you were doing a podcast, I'm like, I got to get on here one day. I'm, I'm so such a fan of Kat Garcia. I got to get on here one day. <laughs> oh my God, calm down. No, I definitely planned on having you on because I love your show, which I mean, we'll, we'll get into that. But uh, yeah, before we get started, you know what I got to ask you? What are you drinking today? Yeah, so tell me a shock to some people, but I am a huge in the morning. I'm a huge Bailey's guy. Uh, I get these packs all the time, the Bailey's minis. And, uh, you know, you can never tell. They're only doing coffee, but it's not really coffee. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I love it. So Bailey's and coffee. I, okay. So I tried to get, uh, Bailey's minis like that or Kahlua or something, but like, I didn't feel like going to the liquor store, like going to Benny's or whatever. So there was a, there's a liquor store by my friend's house that I went to yesterday. Um, and I thought like for sure they'd have them there. They didn't have anything but four packs of fireball and like VSOP. And I was like, okay, I'm not putting fireball in anything at, oh, by the way, we're doing like an early edition of this. We're drinking at 11 a.m. It's fantastic. This is people who work in baseball. Um, So I decided to make a tea hot toddy. So instead of just doing the water, there's a Irish tea in here. I haven't tried it yet. I'm kind of scared because I don't really do whiskey, but, uh, I've had hot toddies, but I've never had one with tea. So uh, we're going to find out if this is good or not. But okay. Oh, yeah, that's actually dangerous. <laughs> oh, that's really good. I could, like, drink this all day. Shit. <laughs> hot toddies are good for, like, weather like this. You know, the weather is cold one day. It's hot one day. I was told that hot toddies are good for this type of weather. Yeah. So one time I, uh, when I was dating my boyfriend in Madison, and it was one of those, like, really deep in the winter, like, wisconsin snows and uh we found a recipe to make hot toddies in a crock pot so we like put all the stuff in the crock pot you did it for like an hour or something and we went out in the snow and like you know made snowmen and played and all that and then we came back and we drank these hot toddies and yeah it was perfect except they were way too whiskey for me (laughs) Like it was just like drinking straight hot water whiskey, which I guess is what it is if you don't put tea in it like I did. But right. yeah, but they're good. So I feel like people are going to be like, how do they know each other? Even if they're not <laughs> going to care, but I feel like we need that prerequisite. So would you uh, do the honors and tell us how we know each other and what you do? Yes. Yeah, so, so right right now I'm a supervisor for the Cubs uh, security um, but we met because I was a gate chief at Wrigley Field. I believe you we were a concourse unit, and we had to work closely together 
to make sure that the gates are open on time and promo and all that kind of good stuff. And um, that's how we met at, at Wrigley Field. Yeah, you were at Gate H, right? Which is now Gate 4, which is now Gotta Go Away Gate, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't do that. I feel like when I was there and people would call the positions like different things than they were because that's what they knew them as, that's where I'm at now. I'm like, no, it's Gate H. <laughs> yes. But um, yeah, I was like, I knew you were like someone who had their head screwed on straight. And I was just always like unsure if you like liked me or not. <laughs> not that I like thought about it or anything i just thought you like didn't have any sort of opinion about me whatsoever which was like fine but i was just like this is someone that actually i care about like if if they think i'm normal or not and half the time when i was working there i was under extreme stress especially when you saw me that year when i was uh my last year and so i was like man i'm probably not making a good impression at all but like i really couldn't care i was just so overworked and tired I think it's funny because everybody tells it to me. I wonder if Frankie likes me or not. And I think for me, I'm so uh, caught up in getting the gate. Because running a gate at Wrigley Field is a lot. Like, there's so much that goes oh, on yeah. the scene. <laughs> um, and Gate H was new that year. It, it was a brand new gate. Yeah, so everything was just kind of jacked up because that's yeah. how Wrigley works. But, like, yeah, I remember that gate was such drama. <laughs> Yeah, so that was the first ever gate chief for that gate. So I was really just into it. Every day was a different day. Every day was something new because we never had it before. So right, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, crazy times there. But you're a supervisor now, and you're like you're full time, right? So that kind of. So I'm there year round. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm there year round. Um, you know, all the time. So uh, people think I live there because I'm always there. Like I'm literally always there. Mm-hmm. And now I live on Wednesday and down the street, so I'm literally technically always there. <laughs> oh my god, really? I didn't realize yeah. that. That's so awesome. Yeah, I miss that. I miss like being there every day and being like, oh, I'm gonna get sick of this place soon, but you know, you never actually will. Right. And just like being around all of that, you know. But uh it's a it's a fun experience there, man. Yeah. You know, the advantage of being so close is that, as you saw, one of the games, we were there at 9 in the morning, but then they canceled it to 7 p.m. I was able to, oh, just go back home, sleep, and walk back over. So the advantage yeah. is it, it pays off now. Even, like, me, when I worked there, compared to someone like, you know, like Caitlin, lived all the way in Orland Park. Yeah. For me, if something like that happened, oh, it's inconvenient. I have to get stuck in traffic on Addison going 25 minutes home. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for some of those other people, yeah, that kind of stuff really sucked. Or if they had yeah. someone picking them up and dropping them off or, right. you know, it's a lot. A lot goes into it. Yeah, I, I was I was grateful that day to be living so close because I, that's the first time this ever happened, by the way. It never happened where there was a day game and we were there. And we get to now, oh, it's a night game now. That has never happened. I've been there since 94, and that has never happened. Wait, you've been there since 94? Well, 16. I'm 44 now. <laughs> Holy shit. I had no idea. Because, like, so when I worked in exterior, obviously, I didn't go inside the ballpark. All right. I did go inside the ballpark on a daily basis. I just didn't spend as much time in there as I did, you know, on the exterior. So, like, I don't feel like I even knew you existed until I met you at Gate H. Like, <laughs> but I was an usher though, so I started out very low on the bottom on the totem pole. 
Uh, I did leave a couple of years to go to go to um, a minor league team in Florida and Homestead, and I came back. But um, yeah, I started out as, as an usher at 16. Uh, I've done the scoreboard. I was literally scoreboards. I've done a lot of the media relations, interning. I've done a lot between ushering and where I'm at now. I've done a lot of things in between there. Wow. Okay. So like, wow. So you were there for like the Bartman years too? Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Were you there that day? No, it was not there that day actually. But, um, and it's funny because uh, everybody asks me all the time, like, you know, were you there for that? I'm like, no, I wasn't there. The one day I was not there. I think I was, um, I think on those days I was at school. So I didn't do like night games, I believe. I think I did like day games. Yeah. On that early. Um, but no, I was not there for that game. Well, that's probably for the best. I mean, yeah, yeah, that was. Did you watch that uh, Catching Hell, the documentary about it? I did. I did yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so crazy. I I used to watch it like every year on the day, uh, but I don't anymore. But it's just like crazy, and like how you see Vince in there. Vince Navely yeah. is like, yeah. and he's still there. Like he's still there, right? think so i haven't seen oh my it God. now keep in mind uh, after the pandemic things changed and people left yeah and left or not so um yeah i'm not sure post-pandemic who i haven't seen a lot of people post-pandemic at all by the way but um, really yeah, yeah so what's uh what's it like being back at full like full capacity full game schedule all that and with this like new team i feel like the last time wrigley was like open for business like open open it was a completely different, you know, team, time, everything. Like, so what's the, what's it been like there? Uh, to me, on a personal level, it feels like the nineties again. Sort of like when I first um, started there, there's room in the concourse now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, except for this past uh, Saturday to the 21 and nothing game is standard only, but I just feel like I just bring back memory. Matter of fact, I was walking down the concourse and I was telling this to Al or somebody that was like, I was just thinking about how many times I walked down the concourse in my lifetime, going back and forth. This reminded me of uh, the 90s when I first started there, uh, where there was room to move around and room to breathe. And, yeah. Uh, and we're going in a cycle, going back around again. It was like, God, yeah. I would think about that, too. Because, like, I mean, when I was supposed to be on the whatever side of the concourse that was that I was on, um, it's like, okay. I'm working seven hours. If it's like a night game, there's not really a lot going on. Maybe it's during the week. I can't just walk on that side of the concourse back and forth for seven hours. So I would just do the whole lap. I would just go all the way around. But even then it's like, yeah, almost like I would never say I got sick of it, but like it got a little wild sometimes just walking around and around and a fucking round all day. Like, um, yeah, but it is cool to think about like how many times we've like walked around that concourse. Yes, the, the, the I concourse. got shin splints. I got freaking oh, wow. shin splints my first year in security. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was crazy because, well, when I was in exterior, I was not doing nearly as much walking or going up and down the stairs or like, yeah, it was definitely much more physical uh, insecurity, but like, yeah, man, those first few. And then like when you come back in like the first few games of the season and your feet are not used to standing. Well, for me, 
I mean, some people work jobs when they're, while they're standing, like, you know, during the off season. But like, for me, those first few days back, my feet would be killing me. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I will say this. I, I was just talking to uh, Donald the other day. Um, I have gotten, in the past, I could go from the lower bowl to the upper deck, to the terrace, up the stairs, up the ramps, easily. I've gotten to the point now where elevator, ele- <laughs> elevator. Yeah. Yeah, things have changed for me. Like, oh, elevator. All right, I'll be there in a minute. But I used to be able to run straight from the top to the bottom easily. Upper deck, ramp. Yeah, but also, though, if we had had access to those elevators back then, you probably would not have done that as much. (laughs) You still wouldn't be hitting that elevator. But, yeah. No, I get that. Like, it was, I'm, like, weird about, because I don't, I'm never injured. I'm never really sick or anything. So I just, like try to tough everything out except when i do get sick then i'm kind of a baby but so i would just be like oh no this job's like not really that physical it's not really that weird that i'm taking you know forty thousand steps a day or whatever and climbing 17 flights of stairs like that's fine (laughs) and then caitlin was on the pod and she was talking about how she when she decided to leave and everything and she said that you know it physically took a toll on her and i was like Maybe I was wrong all this time denying the fact that this was a very physical job. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and again, I'm not old. I'm not saying I'm old, but, you know, now that I'm 44, again, there's a difference between being 16 and 17 running around that park and being where you are now. uh, I definitely have to come home and take a nap. (laughs) Yeah. Right? In the past, you would get done, you would go to Murphy's, or you would hang out and do whatever. Oh, my God, right? Now I'm like, let me... (laughs) yeah i was just like thinking about that actually the other days like my like grad school type years of my life were spent there and i was there for four years and it was like kind of like the college experience because like yeah we would work insane hours and we would go out you know there would be people in every single bar that we knew and then we'd all have to be back for a day game or something and like those conditions, like, God, I just remember this one time I was working. Uh, we had gone out. I don't remember what the occasion was. I think Brett Taylor from Bleacher Nation might have been in town. So we were out late. Brett likes to go to Murphy or uh, Sluggers after everything's closed. And he likes to shut that place down. So we would do that. But I had to be back. I think that was a day that I was doing the employee buses and then working in a player's lot. So I was started, I started at like 7am, did the bus, felt okay. I probably got like four hours of sleep. And then I started, the hangover started kicking in around 11 when I got to player's lot. And it was really hot that day. It was like 90 something degrees. The sun was blaring. And I just remember being like, I'm going to die. But I got through the day and it was such a shitty day too, because it was a day when you work in players, not like you have to stay, you have to be there till everybody leaves. And it was a Jake Arietta start. And I don't know if you remember, but Jake used to stay hella late after his starts, like an hour and a half. So I was literally in that lot till like seven. I was going on like my 12th or 13th hour of work. And I was just like, please, please come out. I need to leave. I'm going to throw up all over this player's lot. And then he left. And I was just like, holy shit. If I could never do that now, absolutely not. I would have not even gotten out of bed that day. But like, 
yeah, that shit was like normal. Yeah. And, and, and I, think, I think if you were to return now, you probably would not recognize it. All new people, all new management, all new leader. You probably wouldn't even recognize it if you came back now. Yeah, I'm like, who do I even know that's like still there? Like <laughs> Eric. That's one. <laughs> yeah, Eric. I don't know. Is Steve still there? Steve Garcia? Yes. Uh but he okay. is not uh he's more like a um a gate chief. Uh like now as opposed to So he's not doing the concourse anymore. We don't have that anymore. No. So uh Wait, what? My job doesn't exist anymore? <laughs> No, we 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 we're the team that handle that now. We 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 grown, yeah. Grown now that there's like fucking nobody at these damn games, right? Now you guys implement all this shit, but when there were brawls happening on both sides of my concourse, it was me and Steve. <laughs> you know, like, oh man, that's crazy. You would, I think I think it's different now. If you were to come back, you would be like, oh, this is different. Yeah, I would never come back in the sense that like no offense to like anybody that that i knew from there i mean we all knew each other i knew so many people but it's just like i've never returned to a job i just something for me is like that's like a defeat in a way like i i can just find a new job and usually when i leave jobs and this is true for wrigley also i mean unfortunately i just had it you know i was done I usually can only last in the same job like that sort of situation for like three to four, maybe five years. I was on my fourth year. I was, well, also I had to leave because, you know, I was pursuing other things, but like, I don't think I've thought about it. Like, oh, if I ever really needed a job, I could totally go back. But uh, technically, no, I can't because I am a member of the media now. They'd be like, fuck you. What are you talking about? Like, really? You think that you can work here? <laughs> like, um, but yeah, I just, I don't know if I'd want to go back and work with the same people because like in a work environment, you know, the shitty things you have to deal with. Like, Oh God, Frank is so fucking annoying. Like he never gets the radios back on time. Then I get in trouble. No, I'm just kidding. But like that kind of stuff. And it's like, you don't want to go back and deal with those same things. So like, yeah, maybe if it's totally different people, but I'd still, it's weird. Cause then you get that like chip on your shoulder. Like, well, I remember when, and I never want to be that person. Like when I was here, everybody's new now. So, they, to, to, so you would be, you would be the rookie because everybody, yeah. everybody's like, you know, you're new. Like, it'd be a weird feeling because you're like entry you're, level bitch. Do you know what I've done here? Like, yeah. yeah, no, the one thing I regret is that I never sort of like the idea of it is that I never got to do uh field security, right. but at the same time, I would see how grueling that was just sitting there in the sun. You're on the television. Like, you can't do anything. You can't pull any of the shit that I used to pull when I was there and, like, disappear for half an hour. And, like, right. you know, so, like, I wanted to do it, but in theory. Also, that's a long day. That was a long day. I wanted to do it, but then again, the idea of somebody ran on the field and me having to tackle them stopped me from doing it. Like I don't want to have to tackle anybody. I just I just don't want to really do it. see I do. I always <laughs> wanted to do some crazy shit. I mean, I know obviously I couldn't do it alone, but like, yeah, I would love that shit. Calling what was it, a 10, 10 88. 80? 88, 88, yeah. Oh my god, that would be so fun. 
Yeah. That's we why don't, I, we don't, no. we, don't uh, we don't use those codes anymore. I can say that now, but yeah, back, back then that's what it was. What? <laughs> yeah. You don't use those codes anymore? No, we don't anymore. Holy shit! <laughs> Everything really is different. Yeah, I, I hate it. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, but so, what is like your craziest memory of? something that happened or something you had to deal with at Wrigley. So it's, it's going to be funny. I, I, this is going to sound cliche probably, but that, that game <laughs> had the 21, the 21 to nothing game. I feel like every, now I'm a huge, um, uh, Hayward fan for way off the field. I think what Hayward does in the community yeah. on the side is amazing. So I love him for that. I don't really follow him that much on the field. Not that much to follow, obviously, but off the field. Yeah. So for whatever reason, I was in the bleachers that day and, um, I was going up and down the stairs, up ramp, down the ramp, you know, check on the gate, come back upstairs. And I kid you not, every time I decided to come back up, Hayward was batting. And I'm thinking to myself, how many at bat? I didn't know what the score was. Because when you're working, you don't follow the score. You don't really know. Yeah, you don't really like, yeah. I was odd that when, I'm like, Hayward is batting way too many times in this game. Because they were batting around every freaking time. But I did not know Oh, that. my God. So I look up, I'm like, oh, it's nine nothing. I mean, oh, I go back up, it's 15. I'm just like, that was the most amazing thing to me because I'm just sitting there, I literally, whenever I come back upstairs, it was decent. I'm like, is Hayward the only one playing today? Every time I get upstairs, <laughs> every time I get upstairs, it was now batting, number 22. I'm like, did he just bat? That would be so, I would be like, what the hell is happening? Like, I would feel like I was in a time yes, warp or something. Yes. All yeah, five, it was always so crazy. Like, I was, I was upstairs for each one of them, all five of them. <laughs> people like don't realize like they would always say shit to me like like for example with that game they'd be like well how did you not know you're there right. it's like i'm not watching the freaking right. game like someone would be like oh my god like so and so just hit a bomb like and i was like wait really and they're like how did you not know i'm like um okay yeah. like i don't get paid to watch the game well, like I, I have to go home and watch the news or watch espn yeah See what happened at the Literally, game. oh man, that's what was also like so hard about working there and writing is because I would tell people that when you go there and it's like a seven to ten game homestand or something, you're literally in a fucking vortex. Yep. The only thing there is is Wrigley Field and these these players and the fans and your coworkers, and that's it. Like you don't have time to to take in anything from the outside. So like I'd come home from work having to write a story the next day. Yeah. Absolutely no idea what the fuck has gone on in baseball at all that day. And so like within three to four days, some things can change drastically and I would miss out on them and it would be like, oh my God. So like I would always be on my phone, like checking scores and stuff, but it still didn't really always i mean it was hard i would go home and watch quick pitch every night and try and be like okay okay i got it now i know what's going on yeah and one, one of the cool things is that uh now that i do a podcast people people will come on the podcast that will work in the cubs game and tell me certain things that i didn't even know happened at the game because i wasn't like well uh, mm-hmm. but they hear them come on the podcast and say oh yeah this happened in the fifth inning i'm like really and i was there had no clue uh i would not even know if it wasn't for the podcast i would not even know that certain things happened yeah, that's the thing is you miss so many little things. Like I remember the, for example, Anthony Rizzo with the the tarp catch. Yeah, didn't know about that till I went home. 
Right. Like no idea. I just knew that they were like the, the ballpark got really loud at one point, but I mean, it's a ball game. You don't know why. And I was like, how the fuck did we miss that? But like we're working. And at that point, I believe I was in exterior still at that time. So I was like on wavelength so I could hear it and I could see that something was happening in the ballpark, but I didn't know what I just figured it was baseball shit, you know? Yeah. That's pretty crazy. But, uh, have you had to deal with any like really crazy drunk fans recently? No, I mean, everybody's pretty much been, I think, I guess happy to be back, I guess. Um, but, um, yeah. no, I mean, it, I, it's been pretty, I don't, I guess I'm going to jinx it now, but the wife's talking yeah. next week, but, <laughs> Oh God. Yeah. But no, it's been, it's been fairly, uh, it's been pretty great, pretty exciting. Um, even get, those Brewers games. Well, the so I, I think that people behave in bad weather. In my opinion, I just feel like when it's cold, you just don't have the energy to. Yeah, to like <laughs> rile up. Yeah. I think that that worked for us. I think when they, when they were here, it was just cold. It was cold. It was rainy. Yeah. Uh, you were bundled up. You just didn't have the energy. That's why I just don't go to games in April because I mean, I think we can all attest to this who have worked there. We've been to enough bone chilling cold games that we didn't have the choice to be like, okay, I give up. It's too cold. I'm leaving. Yeah. And like, I just don't enjoy it when like, I'm yeah, like that, like just bundled up trying to stay warm, you know, wondering why I bought a cold beer, you know, like, so I just wait and I just don't go till it's like at least 60 or 70 out. And then I start going to games. It sucks, though, because I do miss it. Like, there'll be nice days once in a while, and I'll be like, oh, I should have went to this game or something. But, you know, comfort, comfort, one, especially after working there. We had one night there this month. We had one. Now with the 21 to nothing game. It was 80 degrees. Okay, yeah, I know. Thank God. <laughs> My friend's aunt was at that game, and then I was having dinner at her family's house. So she ended up coming over afterwards. And I was like, holy shit, I cannot believe you were at that game. Like, that was so crazy. And also, I pointed out it was weird how they won 21 to nothing against the Pirates. Yeah. Wow. Sorry, Clemente. Well, I guess, you know, (laughs) crazy. And the Bears were there. So they scored like three touchdowns. God. Yeah. Speaking of, you said you had a podcast. We need to talk about that because it's like one of my favorite podcasts that uh, I listen to. And it came out of nowhere. Um, Mistake and Identity. It did. That's what I love it. It came out of nowhere and it's such a keen, like, perfect idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it started because the pandemic was going on and none of of the staff could work. And... um, we're like, uh, everybody was just depressed because they couldn't work. And the Cubs staff have been there for so long. They used to see each other all the time. And you have seniors and you have all kinds of people. And uh, so we're like, hey, you know, let's do our own virtual convention style thing on Zoom. And we had a virtual convention. Uh, uh, Ryan Nitta showed up. Kerry Wood showed up. Mark Pryor showed up. Uh, so you we- got all those people to, sh- to, like, come on? Wow. You know, we all work together. Like some of the field guards. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Together. As a matter of fact, uh, Kyle Swarber had been traded, but he came back to be on it. And so oh, that's so and cool. Uh, and it was such a huge thing. Everybody's like, we should, we should keep this going. And uh, so that turned into uh, having the podcast, which was let's, let's meet uh, the staff that work there and figure out who they are outside of work. They're more than just ushers and security guards and 
Yeah. Supervise. They have a life. They have a story. Um, and we started to discover that there are so many things about each other that we had no idea about. Yep. Because we only see. Do you know how many people came up to me after I quit and told me they had no idea that I was a journalist? (laughs) Right, because at work. I mean, I kept it. I kept it pretty under wraps, but still, like you know, like you, you didn't know that. I feel like for a while. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I I love this idea. Getting to know the staff. We only have like maybe what fifteen minutes before the gates openly talk to get to know each other pretty much. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, like, we're not supposed to socialize during the 204 meeting. Right. Like, they make that super clear. But that's, like, the only time that we that's really get true. to. And so the podcast allows you to see that the person next to you is a lawyer or a doctor or has this greatest... Like, I learned that, you know, Toya, the supervisor, I learned that she gave... She went into labor on the terrace during a game. What? I would, yes, I would have never known that. Holy shit, yes. that's so awesome. I mean, not awesome, but like, that's a cool story. I've known Toya for years. And I never See, knew. this is what I'm talking about, people. When I say that we've lived all of our life on yeah. that concourse, we are given birth almost on that concourse yeah. because we work there. Like, yeah. we do everything there. I would have never known that she went into labor at, on the terrace. I would have never known that. So the podcast... Allow not only us but the public to get to know uh, some yeah. of the staff. For if you're a season ticket holder, you get to learn about the person that you're yelling at all the time and realize, oh, yeah. this is mom, this is somebody's grandmother, this is somebody's dad. Um, yeah, and so it, it's really it's a really good look at uh, the people that I think make the friendly confines friendly, and mm-hmm. you know, what they do when they get home. Uh, and that's what the podcast is about, and that's why it's called. Mistaken identity because you assume that they're just oh, they're just an usher, they're just a security guard, but really there's so much more than that. So uh, that's how the podcast came about. Yeah, I love that idea and like the fact that you guys are so well known and respected and loved by everyone there that you are able to get guests to come, like Kyle Schwarber and you know names that you're like, whoa, really? You know, because you have that sort of camaraderie with those those people, you know? Yeah, it's funny because we, 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 we've gotten like Andre Dawson. We've gotten Freddie Jenkins. And, and with the, That's with so the, awesome. For the lockout this year, obviously we couldn't have any of the Cubs. And uh, we ended up getting Bears, Chris Zorich, uh, Eric Kramer. Um, yeah. So, we, so we, we were able to reach out to um, the Bears now. So it's sort, of, it's, it's sort of taken a life onto its own and it's gotten where it is um today and it's just funny because i had no podcasting experience i just work with the cubs and i just (laughs) (laughs) but uh it's really the guests who come on who make the show what it is because you get to learn something new about somebody um but if you if you would have told me two years ago that you know it would be in season two and it would be doing this well i would tell you that you're joking because who would want to hear these stories but apparently you know people do yeah it's a really cool niche I wish I could have been on there. No, I would have declined. I would have been like, we have to tell a different story. We can't tell the real one. I, mean, I will say this. We have some people that do decline. Funny because some people will say, uh, no, I'm just too mad at this place right now. I can't say anything. I can't say anything. I don't want to get fired. Because they're, they're just mad at the day or something that happened at work. And they don't want to, they don't want to talk about it. Uh, and then some are just shy. Like, oh, you know, I'm shy. I'm quiet. Um, other than that, there's like a pretty good list of people we want to be on so it's gonna be years before i ever get done with this show <laughs> yeah you gotta get uh eric to talk he Dude, won't fine. i know he won't 
We've been trying. We've been trying. Yeah, he's not going to talk. God. Gene Sims. I'm trying to get those two. I'm trying to get those two. Oh, yeah. Gene's not going to talk. God. I remember the first time Gene, like, said something to me that was, like, made me be like, oh, I think he likes me. Mm -hmm. I was walking down the bleacher concourse, and I had been on 670 the night before or something. And he was like, oh, hey, I heard you on the score the other night. You sounded good. And I was like, thanks. Because, <laughs> like, he, we never really talked before because, you know, Gene doesn't talk. And he right. makes that very, like, clear. Especially he, he used to say, I don't talk to rookies. <laughs> and that was his thing. But I was like, you know, I'm not a rookie. I've been here four years. So technically, you can talk to me. Yeah, we were cool after that, even though that was like one of the worst hits that I'd ever done on 670, because it was one of those experiences where I'd been at the ballpark all day. Okay. And the person whose show I was on uh, didn't give me like a list of topics. And usually like, so I didn't send you the email that I sent because it was early in the morning and I kind of knew what we were talking about. But like, usually I send an email with like, hey, let's kind of hit this this and this or like if i want you to tell like stories just so you have them prepared you know just informative right. i didn't get any of that and so i went on 670 and i was asked questions about things that i had no idea had even happened okay. <laughs> that day in baseball and and outside of baseball they were asking me questions about comments people in basketball made and i was like oh my god this is the worst experience ever i'm like typing texting my boyfriend like what is this that they're talking about and he's like giving me a quick rundown and i'm like shit and so like that's what gene heard and he still thought i was cool and i was like no why uh, and uh gene is actually retired so he's not, he didn't come back for his 25th year he retired so um god damn it i might be able to get him now now that he's no longer with, uh, I'm happy to get yeah, him. now you can get him to talk. Yeah, but Eric is hard to get. If you're listening, Eric, I want you on the show, and so does Kat. We want you on one of our shows. Yeah, I just I think that would be the most that I've heard Eric talk like <laughs> at one period of time to someone. You know, like a whole conversation. Right. He doesn't talk like this, you know. <laughs> but um. Yeah, definitely more than mine to get him on. Yeah, but um. So, like, what are the plans now? What what's going on with the show now? So, we, you know, we, we're slowly moving uh, to. Uh, we've, been, we've been talking about it for a year now. It's been delayed and delayed. Um, but a lot of people would rather watch than listen. Um, yeah, we already had uh, the plans to have a Roku channel. Um, and yeah, oh, Roku, hell yeah, I'm a Roku yeah, girl. Know, trying to figure out that, but trying to find a way to let our staff who have talent host different kinds of variety shows. Um, I love it, yeah, like Sarah Homerding loves dogs, so she can do the dogs originally. All our staff have their dogs, and oh my god, yeah. So, a, a way for people to see the Cubs staff outside of Wrigley in their natural settings. Producing different shows is what our ultimate goal is, is next. So. Hell yeah. I love that. That's so cool. That's so ambitious. Yeah, you know, a lot of them are uh, have uh, theater degrees. A lot of them are do improv. Uh, they just need a platform to, you know, show the world is. So, uh, yeah. They have a channel that is all Cubs staff doing what they do best. And you can just watch it tomorrow today. So uh, we're heading towards that goal again. It's like Marquee Network Plus. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I want to come on your shows. Oh, definitely. I could t- definitely. I could be the uh resident Cubs beat writer. Not really though. <laughs> yes. yes, definitely. And thanks for coming to our show all the time. Whenever I, whenever I need a sports update, I run to you. Uh so thanks for doing yeah. that for us. I love that being able to to inform my people, even the new ones I don't know, you know. Well, now they know. Oh, so. <laughs> I love that. I haven't been back to Wrigley this year. I want to go back soon, very soon. But like, I I feel like I have to go for a game that I don't super care about right. because I want to just like walk around and say hi to everyone and like you know check out all the new stuff that is happening at the ballpark and you know eat and drink, yeah, all that stuff, and then watch some baseball. There's a lot of new faces, though. I'm just warning you now. A lot of new faces. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, there were new faces even when I had been there last. But sometimes like it's nice. More, I feel like there are more rookies than our veterans, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, probably. <laughs> yeah. But the I feel like for me, though, like walking around and stuff, sometimes I just don't want to socialize with everybody. So I don't have to, like, walk around then with, like, my hood over my face when I'm going across the concourse. Right. But how how is it with the new people? How are they? I feel like I like this group. They're all, in, you know, like when you first start there, you're like, I, I'm over the Cubs, the greatest job ever. So we're in, yeah. we're in, that, we're in that phase now. So, uh, you know, right now the end of the day, they just saw a historic game, 21 to nothing. Uh, you know, so right now they're still in that phase of this is great. This is great. I love it here. It's awesome. Uh, you know that phase that we go through. So right now it's perfect. <laughs> right now they're still fresh. They're they're uh, in an open slate. We can do whatever we want to do with them right now. So this is the best time to work with them right now. So I think it's great. Yeah, and then it's going to get into those grueling July <laughs> and August months yeah. where you're working ten game home stands and you literally don't know anything else but Clark and Waveland. <laughs> like you eat hot dogs every fucking day, and you're like, "Oh my god, I don't know if I can do this." Yeah. But you do it because that's baseball. That's baseball for everybody right. that's involved, you know. Yeah. And it's just it's part of uh, for love of the game or whatever, I guess. And you get tired of seeing everybody's face seven games in a row. You're like, you're back again. <laughs> yeah, it really does become like your family for better or for worse. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, but. As soon as somebody has a, a parent that dies or whatever, we all rally around. So, yeah, uh, I remember family. my last day, um, Rel yeah. had passed. Yeah. Uh, that was like crazy because it was my last day, but it was also just like the saddest day. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, but it does like affect the entire ballpark. Like the yeah. air just came. I was there. I had just started. I think I had worked there like two weeks uh, when Jabari passed. Right. Um, I had never even met him, but people I had worked with, new people that I had started with had met him and were like, upset so i knew that this was like a big thing but like yeah it it really is very tight-knit yeah i know i know like when sue passed and when supervisor bob yeah bob passed it was just like whoa you know those 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 are big big things yeah yeah but okay so now i want to ask you something not really related to wrigley though okay how did you get into baseball? Are you like a baseball person? Like, mm, good question. <laughs> or 
Or like, do you care about other sports more? So I grew up on the West Side, obviously. So I was, I was a bull basketball and I'm black, in case they don't know. But um, I grew up <laughs> And the Bulls were really, really good and like, you know, back then. Yes. But I went to um, Lane Tech, which you know is on Addison mm-hmm. and Western. So um, in the cafeteria, the Cubs had a table and they were recruiting seasonal staff. Um, so what? I, yes. Uh, and uh, Julius worked there back then. He, Julius was security for the Cubs and security at Lane Tech. Uh, matter of fact, a lot of them were security at Lane Tech and security. Wait, at, uh, Julian? Julius. Oh, okay. Julius, yes, yes. Um, so I went to the table and they're like, um, hey, you know, come up for the Cubs. Uh, it's a good summer job. You can be 16. I'm like, oh, this will be my first job. I can do this one season and just be done with it. You know? <laughs> um, nothing about baseball, nothing about it. Uh, matter of fact, when I uh, um, uh, got my uniform and whatever and uh, everybody was excited when the Cubs won and when they lost. Like, it didn't affect me because I was just there for the job. I was just there for the money. Uh, and then I started to notice Sammy Sosa. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sammy. yeah. You were there for the Sammy days. I started to know, notice Sammy Sosa. And the excitement around Sammy Sosa uh, swept me up. And then I started to um, meet and hear Harry Carey, which would get anybody into the game. I could be losing by 40. Just, just Doesn't matter. Harry Carey, yeah. So uh, I was converted while I was at work to being into baseball and the Cubs. Uh, and it just sort of took over. And that one season turned out to be what it is now. But I, I give all the credit to Sammy Sosa, uh, Harry Carey, just the atmosphere of the ballpark. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, I will say this. My first time ever in life, being called the N-word was every you know, I'm a fan, right? So, yeah. Um, and that day, it was a promo day. I was at Gate D, which is Gate 1 now. It was, it was a promo day. And the person wanted another promo, and we couldn't give them another promo. We just couldn't do that. Yeah. So uh, he walked by and called me the N-word. And I froze, because I was probably hearing it. I was a teenager. So I froze. I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't talk. And the staff around me, they knew this thing was wrong. They didn't hear him call me that. And they just, yeah. they just couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. And what got me into this with the family is that they all sort of, when I did something happen, they all rallied around me and uh, sort of took care of me. Uh, went yeah. The guy. And uh, back then, when you do something wrong, supervisors could rough you up. They, they would rough you up back then. They would rough you up on the way out the mm-hmm. <laughs> So they yep. the guy up. And um, it just, and they made sure he got kicked out of the gate that I was at so I could see all yeah. of Yeah. And, uh. That sort of got me into it. I'm like, okay, you know what? This is the family. This is this is this is you know. Uh, it took me a while to get over that because I never, I just never been called the N word before by anybody. I just never yeah. Had it. So my first job, somebody called me the N word. Um, but that whole Harry Carey, the way they responded to my situation, that all got me hooked on it. And next, you know, I am cubbed out. Yeah, I mean, it is a very, very much family like you know you wrong one of us you wrong all of us and also because you know it is i don't want to say our ballpark but like you know we're the side of the coin that runs that place we get to make the decisions so yeah i think that's really important that sucks but also i like the end of the story yeah uh, i think so i think if that would have happened i probably would have come back i just i was was just so sure i couldn't even speak i couldn't even 
I mean, yeah, I can't. And in public like that, in a big yeah. public setting, like, that's fucked up. And I get called that word there all the time. I get called that word. But it doesn't affect me now. Like, I'm, I'm older. I get called that word. I put somebody out. They call me the N-word, whatever. But, but that's time, so fucked up. I was, like, frozen. I couldn't even, like, I was just froze. I couldn't do anything. Like, are you okay? They were like, are you okay? I just couldn't. Yeah. Move, so, but it ended great, so. Yeah, I feel like I never experienced, like, fans harassing me at all, which I guess is kind of weird considering I'm, like, you know, a woman and we don't really get treated as well by drunk fans. <laughs> but, like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think because I just definitely pulled out that bitch-ass attitude all the time because I could. You know, we were in security. <laughs> so. Society has been, we're not saying too much work-related, but society has gotten emboldened to be rude now i will say that i've noticed yeah a lot more than i when i was there yeah 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 Yeah. i can't yeah but that's life i guess right yeah uh funny story i was just i was uh uh, walking by uh, i had my supervisor jacket on i was in really and um somebody called me a communist and i just thought it was so funny (laughs) Oh my god, I love that actually. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I thought it was, I just thought it was, okay, all right. I'm a communist, I guess. <laughs> That's like what? Was it like an old person or a young person? Uh, I mean, I think 40s, 30s, between that 30s, 40s, and 80s, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> hilarious. I think he had, he had, probably got put out or something for something stupid that he did, but uh any kind of authority is a communist. So wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess where can people find the show or or you if you put out content that you want people to see? I mean, yes. Uh, I, I would say if you just... Um, uh, yes. Uh, again, uh, um, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Facebook, Mistaken Identity, uh, Beyond the Ballpark. Run all the podcast platforms and you can find us hell yeah so the the only podcasts out there that we know of about ballpark staff by ballpark staff for the best ballpark i think in the country but you know yes i agree (laughs) thank you for listening to another episode of grab a drink with cat garcia don't forget to rate and subscribe to the show on spotify google apple wherever you get your podcasts To help support the show, please visit buymeacoffee.com slash grab a drink. You can follow me on Twitter at the baseball girl, and you can follow the show on Twitter at grab a drink underscore pod. And for everything else, you can visit my website at www.buycatgarcia.com. All music provided by Hello Thematic and was mixed by me. Thank you again for listening. We'll grab another drink next week. Shit. <laughs>